0: Hi, my name is Mark and welcome to The Active Listener, where we aim to listen, not just hear. We firmly believe that everyone has an interesting story to tell, if given the space to do so. So listening to what our guests have to say, you may learn something. A really good friend of mine on today, and we are just gonna have a chat, basically. I want to welcome James. Hello, James. Good evening, Mark. Thank you for having me on this fine day. It's, it's good to see you. It's good to talk. It's good to talk to you too. So, James, you have been up to a few crazy things. So, tell us a little bit about yourself. I still live and grew up in Basingstoke. Uh, That's a town in North Hampshire.
1: I was just a regular young lad, really. I didn't really know what I wanted to do, to be honest. When I was at school, I was quite lost. and didn't really have a huge amount of confidence. Never really excelled at anything, you know, when I left school. But then I sort of got into motorbikes and playing around with that, and I, I really quite enjoyed that. I then started racing bikes and, oh man, into my early 20s. I managed to get a job at this point. And then I just I started racing bikes. And in the back of my mind, I had I had this desire to do some sort of golden adventures and things. I think I used to watch too much Tintin, if I'm honest, when I was a kid. And I had this really strange desire to row a boat across the Atlantic. I think it's because I read about it and I learned about some people that did this years ago. It was something I really wanted to do, but I didn't really believe in myself, didn't think I could do it. And I kind of kept putting it off. Um, and one day, to cut a long story short, I had a big motorcycle accident. And uh, I I found myself in hospital for quite a long time and I thought, you know what, I need something to aim for. I need a reason why I'm going to, to get better. In fact, actually, the prognosis wasn't particularly good. It was like, you, I don't know what's going to happen moving forward because you've really smashed yourself up. I broke my legs and I had some complications with my ankle as well, actually. I nearly lost my right foot. The doctors were very good and bolted me all back together. I made a decision then and there in hospital that I was going to get better and I was going to row a boat across the Atlantic, which sounds ludicrous. Again, long story short, two years after the accident, I went and rowed the Atlantic I wanted to do it with someone but no one would do it with me so I did it on my own and that took 110 days it was it was incredible and that's all I ever wanted to do another opportunity came my way off the back of it I ended up climbing Mount Everest literally the year after and it is a crazy story how it all happened you know I say to kids when you do something you've not done before doors of opportunity will just naturally open for you and that is basically what happened to me and I thought I don't know if I can do it, but I want to take this opportunity. And then off the back of that, my life kind of changed a little bit. I fell into things that I started to really enjoy. I I was asked to speak at companies. I was asked to speak in schools and things. And I just really enjoyed it and found something that gave me a sense of purpose. And uh, and I felt content and happy. I would have no idea where this is going to go. I just want to do a bit more of this. So I then cycled around the world in 2013. I then got back from that and then went off on another trip and was rescued in the Indian Ocean. Not everything I've managed to do has gone to quite to plan. You win some, you lose some. I've done a few small things after that. And then I flew a, a tiny little aircraft called Gyroplane around the world in 2019. And I make a living out of speaking at events, sharing my stories. Occasionally, I take other people away on expeditions. So I guess that's a little bit about me and, and how I got into this type of thing and, and kind of what I do. And yeah, it's, it's called professional job avoidance i'm really good at it i, I want to keep doing it trust me <laughs> so yeah th- there you go there's, there's a little bit about me it was interesting how we met wasn't it At uh, our good mutual friend ian's uh, wedding table didn't we and you probably thought who's this lunatic i'm talking to <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah partly insane and i thought oh we'll get on fine
1: <laughs> yeah well we did <laughs>
0: <laughs> things turn out how you expect them you had him had an accident and then kind of life turned the corner and you're now adventurer motivational speaker i actually never i never
1: really introduced myself as an adventurer as such but um, i suppose yes i am one and i do speak at conferences and things you know when i meet people if i if i've not met them before or or, and if i like them and i think i might see them again oh i'll I'll tell them a little bit about what i do and i don't if i think you know what i'm never going to see this person again I just say, yeah, I work in sales, mate. And that's it, really. It's just easier. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I used to, years ago, anyway.
0: I, I remember actually talking to you, I think, the first time we met. I asked you, what do you do? And you were very kind of... Very, like, yeah, it was just like, oh, when I climbed Everest. And I was like, okay, right. And, and then you were talking <laughs> about rowing. These little things were coming out. It wasn't like, oh, yeah, I'm a adventurer. This is what I do for <laughs> my living. Yeah. Think this little trip around the world and it kind of oh, went from yeah, there yeah. E-
1: that's right i met you before i flew around the world didn't i yeah yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, mad and so we are. the thing that I'm, I'm interested about is what does james look like outside of this because people read your book or they they can watch the youtube channel and you've been on tv and all that sort <laughs> of stuff but i just wonder what is james like is there a different james outward persona of this mm. adventurer guy what is everyday james like what gets him up in the morning
1: yeah that's a good question to be honest if i'm not away doing something i'm just probably planning the next thing well i think eight days today i i fly to greenland to to go and ski across greenland so in the last six months or whatever in fact actually the last couple of years because i was due to go last year but covid stopped that i'm usually planning things this isn't really my job it's a lifestyle Mm. if if that kind of makes sense so doing what I do you have to be a little bit of a hustler to some degree so I'm always out trying to meet new people and, and make things happen because I have to try and raise the money to be able to do these things and you have to be quite a proactive person to do that and it takes research and how to do certain things and you build your network of contacts it's not really a nine-to-five job it's it's a lifestyle and I like doing it. And I like to train and exercise and stuff. I'm very close to my family and very close to my parents and my brother. Time with them. And and that's it really,
0: to to be perfectly honest. You're a regular guy. I'm just i I'm just some guy who's done a few things, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> there's gonna be elements from your adventures, however you want in class, that anyone can learn from. Because there's gonna be a lot of people that absolutely are interested in this stuff. I could say that myself also must be people that are not really into the adventure. So, they don't particularly want to go and climb mount everest or they would be able to learn something perhaps from the process that you go through in terms of setting yourself on a goal and achieving it so are there kind of top tips that you could go with people do you know something it doesn't matter what you're trying to do whether you want to set up a
1: business or whether you want to row a boat across the atlantic or whatever whatever it is Don't be afraid to take the first step. I see this a lot. They're they're waiting for something. It's not quite right at the moment. I'm just waiting for this. I'm just waiting for that. It's never the right time. Now, some people would disagree, but actually... If you just start, start doing something, working towards whatever it is that you want to achieve, even if it's going and finding someone that is doing or has done what you want to do, and just simply sitting down and talking with them and and getting advice, that is a start. Then putting a plan together of what you want to achieve, when you want to achieve it by, and most people want to achieve something, and they have their own little goals and stuff, but they're not specific enough. They don't put a, a timeline to it. It would be like saying, you know, I want to, I want to go, oh, I want to go sailing. Uh, I don't know where I want to go though, so we'll just push the boat off and just see what happens. Well, that's not really going to work. You've, you've got to be quite clear and defined on where you want to go, and do you want to know something? It does not matter if you don't know how to do something all of that stuff can be worked out always find someone that will help you i wouldn't be where i am today if it wasn't for people that have helped me you don't know where you want to go you are never going to get anywhere a bit of a caveat with that you know i was talking to some kids earlier in the school and they were six formers they were 17 18 and that's okay to not want to go or do when you're 17 or 18 and i said to them. The worst thing you can do, though, is do nothing. If you keep busy and you do something, you'll at least find out what you don't want to do. You come across people who know what they want to do. And then, well, I ask them, well, okay, I have to go to work today. What would you do? What do you like doing? What's your hobbies? Be most with something. In terms of, I suppose, summarizing some tips, don't be afraid to just start and, and have a go and put it out there going to do something and and that some things will happen you know you will get people say why do you want to do this why do you want to do that you've got to develop the ability to not be influenced too much by other people's opinions because human beings have a terrible habit telling you what you should or shouldn't do. And often these are people who aren't really qualified to to tell you that you should or shouldn't do that anyway because they've never done it themselves, they never will do, and they are simply sharing an opinion. So that kills many people's dreams. People are thinking, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And then a close friend of them says, oh, what do you want to do that for? What a waste of time. And I think, oh, yeah, you're right. And before you know it, they've unwillingly and not not intentionally crushed someone's dream. So you've got to develop the ability to... Not worry too much about other people Do you know something i hear it's all the time ah oh, so and so got lucky and i'll tell you what i've been doing what i've been doing for for quite a long time over 10 years you get out what you put in and you you honestly create your own luck you really do the More you do the luckier you will get and the more you will increase your chances of making something happen that you want to happen. You know, you get out what you put in. Probably the most important thing that I could ever share with anyone is, is attitude. You're going to find yourself in situations where things happen that you don't have a huge amount of control over. Here, for instance, I've actually been rescued twice, once in the Indian Ocean, once in the Atlantic. You don't have any control over anything out there. You're just surviving, really. One thing that you'll always have control over is having a good attitude guess what i mean by that is don't ever ever take on a victim's mentality and blame other people for because because you don't feel you are where you should be or you don't have what you deserve you are not where you think you should be it is only one person's fault right and, and some people may not like that but it and so if you have a good attitude you take ownership of things when they go wrong and stuff goes wrong all the time. It'll happen to you that you don't think are fair, people will do things to you that you don't think are right are fair. But if you keep that integrity and, and good attitude, that will stand you in good stead. And and I can tell you this for a fact, the time that you think something doesn't matter and you can't be bothered to do it, but you make the effort to do it those are the times when you will make something happen. Time and time again, I've been in situations where I just can't be bothered. Something inside me has told me to do it. And no and behold, happened off the back of that and I think I remember I, I wasn't going to send that email that day I wasn't going to do that that day I know you've heard the story of how I got sponsored to climb Everest by Nando's and they were the last company I contacted didn't expect to get anywhere thought I'd tried everything and unbelievably they helped me everyone gets opportunity but actually when you drill into it the the, the people who have sort of so-called got lucky are the people that are generally doing two or three or four times the amount of work than the other people who are sitting there complaining that so-and-so got lucky it goes back to you really do get out what you put in but everyone gets opportunity it doesn't matter who you are but not everyone can recognize opportunity not everyone can see it and here's the thing not everyone is prepared for opportunity time and time again things have come my way and in the past i've not been ready for them And, and sometimes i have been ready for them
0: things that i often come across listening to people mm. is that they either a don't really know what they want or mm. b they're not being honest not with necessarily with other people but with themselves people say they want to
1: do this they want to do that but their actions don't show that you know and your actions are a measure of who you are not what you, you say you want to do and what you're going to do and i think yeah a lot of people sometimes aren't really true to themselves and you know some of the things that I hear now is people talk quite a lot about authenticity mm-hmm. and just being true to yourself and don't, don't don't try and copy someone else or just do your own thing and if you want to run a marathon if you want to set up a business or whatever do it and one of two things will happen you'll either want to do it and you'll find a way and you'll start and you'll do it or you won't it's really simple there's two outcomes some action and something will happen or there will be an excuse don't get me wrong sometimes things happen that put you in a very difficult situation but that's it you only ever have two outcomes you either do it and you might get some success you might not but at least you had a go you, you are doing it you're in the arena having a go or you're sitting on the sidelines because you you were tired that day or you, you didn't have enough money that day or People talk about wanting to do stuff, but their actions perhaps don't marry up with what they're saying they're going to do. You know, one other thing that I think is crazy, and I think if you and I could find the real answer to this and unlock it, you and I would be very wealthy people. It's not knowing what to do, right? Most people are smart enough to know how to to do things, how to make something happen. They know that if they want to set up a business or do something, they should go and speak to someone who's already doing it. All the simple things I could tell someone most people know, but I don't know what it is. And I don't know if we'll ever know. It's just the, the way the human brain is. Something inside them is stopping them. There's something that's just stopping them. And one day, something might click in their brain. It might be they had a motorbike accident. It might be that they find themselves going through a really traumatic time where they kind of hit rock bottom and think, Do you know what, I am so fed up of being fed up, and I, I don't want to be this person anymore. I, I'm capable of far more, and something will click in their brain, and boom person and their life just accelerates to a place they've never been before and they go well beyond what they ever thought capable of but i don't know what it is people just can't do it they just can't do it and the motorbike accident was a catalyst that yeah it was a catalyst. started that all off yeah it, it absolutely was but do yeah. you want to know something i'm still a human being yeah. i sit here regularly thinking and i know i should do that but i just can't be asked And I I have to, then it boils down to, well, okay, you've got to have the discipline. Because if you are only doing things when you feel like doing them, that's what, you're only going to go so far. And it's about developing that discipline and that routine. and, And you've probably heard this before, but, you know, if you do hard things and you make the effort, your life will actually be very easy. But, you know, if you do easy things, When you feel like them, your life will be quite difficult. You won't have the freedom. You won't have the choices. Life is about balance as well. You can't be some super-duper, hardcore, motivated, go-get-them person all the time, 24-7, forever. Because you just burn out and it doesn't work. It's about having a balance. And if you can be tough and work hard when you need to, then that's quite smart, really. But yeah, you know, all the time I think I can't bother to do that. But then I think, well, hang about. I couldn't be bothered to send that email to Nando's when I was trying to get sponsorship but I did it and blow me down they gave me what I wanted so I'm always trying to remember the time and you know, here's a, here's a classic example today today this happened to me last night I was up at East Midlands Airport dropping off some kit to be shipped to Greenland I got back to my house this morning at three o'clock and my alarm went off um, at half six so I had three and a half hours sleep and boy I was tired I got up And I drove up to Melton Keynes, actually, to to, to speak to some kids in a school. Then I came back. And when I came back, I was tired. All I wanted to do was just jump in bed and just have a few hours sleep. But it's a bit of a pain. I had to get some sponsorship badges and logos made up to go on my suit. And I called into a company the other day and they said, oh, come on down and uh, we'll do that for you. And today I got back in and I was just going to go up to bed for a few hours because I was exhausted but I thought do you know what I'm just going to pop over to this company and blow me down I popped over there I was absolutely hanging out probably had bags under my eyes and I hadn't even had a shower, and it was just terrible. But I just made the effort to go. And it just so happens when I got there, the owner of the company was there. I just so happened to have my laptop on me because I'd got back from this talk, got chatting to the guy, started showing him some pictures and videos and stuff. And he was like, mate, what you're doing is wicked, whatever you want. Well, I needed like a, a beanie hat with a logo made up on the front and a few other things. He said, I'll just do all that for you for free. There's nothing, wow. just done. And I thought, would that have what happened? happened? If I had gone to bed today and I'll, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll go and see them tomorrow. You know, whenever I think I can't be asked to do something, I'm like time after time, the time that I can't be bothered to do something, but I've made the effort to do it. That's when you know good things have actually happened for me.
0: <laughs> so I try I to remind myself that when I can't be bothered to do something. Remembering those positive, those things that trigger you to keep going, and also, I guess, the element of celebrating them. Yeah, extremely good point. I quite often get wrapped up in what I'm trying
1: to achieve moving forward, and I forget how far I've come, and I suppose celebrate the things I have managed to achieve. I try to sit back sometimes and think, Do you know what? I am grateful for what I've got. Uh, where I am, people that I know, things that I've managed to do, the things that I'm currently working on, uh, because it's so easy to get carried away, and you, and and look at what you don't have as opposed to what you do have. That's pretty important. And and actually, a sort of kind of on that subject, when I rode across the Atlantic. It's was something that I wanted to do for years. Two things happened when I was out there. First of all, I realized it wasn't anywhere near as hard as I thought it was going to be. And actually, I when I got out there and when I was a few weeks in, I thought, why have I put this off for so long? It actually, it, Sure, you know, it was physically quite demanding to some degree. You're tired and hungry at times, but it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. The, the hardest thing I've ever managed to do is actually just believe I could do it, and convincing myself I could do it there and I started doing it and then what happened was something really interesting all I really focused on was the end goal all I wanted to do was get Tiga in in the Caribbean where I was rowing to and I was fixed on that and so I used to row like a nutter every day and I'd just try and push myself as hard as I could. I often missed opportunities to stop and take pictures of wonderful wildlife. And just I didn't sit there and enjoy the beautiful sky, which is untouched by light sky at night. Is magical. And the things you see and experience are incredible. I focused on getting where I wanted to go. And then when I got to within 24 hours of Antigua, I knew I was going to do it be funny i didn't want it to end i almost wanted it to keep going i suppose the long short of where i'm going with this is as i got older and as i've been on a few expeditions now i've realized it's not about the destination you've got to enjoy the process if you enjoy the process the destination will come the goal whatever it may be will come but if you are doing something because you just want the end result you are really going to struggle and it's likely that you'll fall off the rails and you won't have the consistency. You won't be able to keep going. But if you enjoy the process and you love it, it's it's going to come. It, it really is going to come. But over the years, I've met a lot of very wealthy people. Now, being wealthy is not necessarily a sign of success because success is subjective. But these people that I've met through my quest for, for funding, who've been very wealthy, they love working. They love their business. They're passionate about what they do. And a byproduct of that is they have a lot of money. (laughs) I talk a lot to young people about don't rush towards something. Enjoy it. Take your time. Be patient and enjoy the process. I thought my life was going to be incredible once I rode the Atlantic. I thought women would queue to ask me out on a date. I thought my life would be amazing. I thought I'd be floating on air. And this incredible, eternal happiness for the rest of my life once I rode across the Atlantic and had this Herculean achievement under my belt completely didn't happen whatsoever. It was pretty cool for a a week. Then it was completely forgotten. No one asked me about it. And I was like, oh, well, that's that. And you quickly go back to normal. It's all forgotten about is so many people say if I had this, if I had that much money be amazing and i have to say to them that's not true it's not true Might make your life a little bit easier if money back into the same same kind of mindset and not happy where you are right now it won't matter if you won a few million quid on the lottery because once you've bought your house once you've bought your car and you've given some cash away let me tell you you'll be straight back nothing will change nothing
0: that really opened my mind it's yeah the thing about being sort of satisfied where you are and finding peace and joy Absolutely. in the circumstances whatever those you can't do be, that now yeah. it won't matter once
1: you've achieved this this amazing thing that you want to achieve or, or you've got a set amount of money
0: or a material possession whether it's a car or, or whatever it is People I'm coaching in in terms of if you outwardly look at them are very successful and if we want to measure success by money or they've got lots of qualifications or decent job whatever it may be, but when you speak to them quietly they have just as many doubts and insecurities. Yeah, absolutely. This is the problem with
1: social social media. is really good for for many things, but there's there's a lot of misuse. You know, and it's not reality. You know, people are painting these pictures and putting these photos up that are selected out of thousands. They're edited not real world and the problem that you have is you have lots of young people that are easily influenced and think their lives are crap because they don't have so many followers or they don't look that good or whatever and you have to be aware of things like that right now
0: so if you were to like go back to young james what would you say to him
1: if you have the courage to to have a go at something if you believe in yourself if you make just a little bit of effort you don't even have to make a lot. If you make just a little bit and you're not afraid to put yourself out there, you have a go, you're able to get some kind of consistency in your life. That is so important. Um, I would say you'll be amazed at what you can do. And also, if you treat people in a way you would like to be treated, you have your own levels of integrity and your own standards that you live by and you do what you do believe is the right thing you don't let other people influence you too much if you put the effort in and you're a good person everything will come good it will and don't worry about things Uh, a lot of people spend way too much time worrying about things and and i still do now this time three years ago i was flying around the world left to fly around the world in this tiny little open cockpit aircraft which is like a flying motorbike everyone said you're absolutely mad to to try and do this before I left I was nervous about so many things bad might happen I was worried about this I was worried about that and do you want to know something not one of those things I worried about happened Mm -hmm. and everything I worried about never happened and there I was talking to myself thinking what am I going to do if this happens and I'm sort of almost having a conversation with myself discussing a situation that hasn't happened and probably never will do I would say don't worry about things you are a good person who has a level of integrity and a good attitude and you take ownership of things and you're prepared to put the effort in you have nothing to worry about everything will come good in the end that's what I would say to to a 15 year old James Mm -hmm. if you are still breathing it's not too late to change who, who you are and and you can be the person that you want to be and you feel that you should be have people awful lives and have suffered with addiction problems and all sorts of problems for 20 to 30 years and something will click and they'll change and they'll get over it if you are still breathing it is possible to change 100 percent. people might say wow look you can always find someone cynical who will find an example to challenge
0: you but honestly all depends how much you want something Yep. pretend the bad isn't there you've got to be wise but i think something about maybe what you feed yourself
1: I'll Say something i talk about this a lot to young people you are who you spend your time with and so who you hang around with is really important now just to caveat this i don't say to people if your friends aren't running businesses and multimillionaires, you should get rid of all of them clearly i'm not saying that what i'm saying is you look at every one of your mates and you are the smartest person you're earning the most money you're the most accomplished you need to get you certainly don't need to bin those friends off but you need to make some new friends and you need to start networking with people that are better than you basically and more and are able to pull you along and and are able to influence you and are able to guide you and mentor you and now this is difficult because quite often or not you don't choose who you're born to the area you live in and there is an element of luck here you know who you spend your time with is so so important I have lots of different friends from school and I have lots of different friends that I've met now people that are older than me people that guide me people that I ask advice from people who who've achieved more than me and they're very smart and, and I like being around those people
0: and that's so so important so you're looking after your mental well-being I suppose as much as anything else Yeah, absolutely. You've got to look after yourself,
1: find time for yourself, develop good habits. That's really what you need to do. At least try.
0: You mentioned you're off to somewhere cold. Tell us a little bit about that. In seven days, I fly to Greenland
1: and I'm going to ski from one side to the other. So I'm skiing from the West Coast to the East Coast. There's a team of us, there's five of us, and it's just under 400 miles from one side to the other our polks which are which are sleds uh, and we have 100 kilos worth of kit food and fuel and supplies and things in there i want to do it but i'm taking kids on like a virtual field trip so I, i mentioned earlier i do a lot of work with kids in schools and stuff so i go into schools and i show them all my expedition kit i tell my story and i share things that i've learned and things for them to think about are of some value to them really try to to instill the right way to think and to behave and and i talk to them about my expeditions and they try all the kit on and they try all the expedition food and so when i go to greenland i'll be calling them up on a satellite phone and talking to them and they'll be tracking the journey so be uh, raising money for a really great charity called Kindled Spirit. They look after young girls that are trafficked. That's a really big problem, which I didn't really know much about. And they're only a very small charity. They don't turn over much money at all. And so when I go away and raise a little bit of cash for them, it makes a difference. And uh, so I'm doing that. With all the information, you better track me. It's on my website. So I, I step onto the ice on the 2nd of May and hopefully we'll get across in about 26, 27 days, something like that. It should be fun. you quite cold. It's about minus 20 up there. The ice cap, once you get into the middle, it's about 9,000 feet high. I mean, it's all relatively flat, but you're 9,000 feet up, so you're quite high. So because of that, it's cold, it's quite windy. But it'll be a challenge. And, you know, we joked earlier, didn't we? The last time I've been away on a big trip was my flight around the world three years ago. So I'm long overdue another trip now. I'm overcome back overweight. (laughs) You know, that's what happens (laughs) when you sit in an aircraft and eat hotel food every night. There's no chance of coming back overweight on this trip. That is absolutely for sure. I'm really looking forward to it
0: yeah and i'm looking forward to tracking you and you're going to be doing a video diary or something i will be but we can't do anything with it in terms of we can't upload it and, and make right. anything with
1: it to share because we don't have connectivity while we're there i only have a satellite phone that when i get back i will put together a good hour two hour long video of the whole trip i'm going to make a my own little documentary and just go out on youtube and uh, you'll be
0: able to trip You got a plan for after that, or is that all kind of under no, wraps? no, no, no. No, it's not really under wraps. I'm sailing around the world. I'm going
1: for a third circumnavigation, will be in 2024. Uh, so that that should be good. Looking to be honest, it's already started. Things are going on in the background. When I get back from that, it's a case of getting out there and trying to find the money to make it happen. Actually, doing it isn't difficult really now, and I know how to pull these projects together. The hardest part is convincing someone to part with fairly large sum of money mm-hmm. opportunity out there and i say to these kids listen this world is oozing with opportunity <laughs> no one's going to knock on your door and say surprise i'm the best opportunity i'm here to to help you but actually, if you just put yourself out there even a little bit, you'll be surprised at what you can make happen. You really will. I'm going to write some children's books as well. Yes, they're going to be called The Adventures of Captain Ketch. So Captain Ketch is basically a nickname. I'm not an official captain in any real capacity aircraft around the world. So, yes, I was the captain of that. But, you know, um, I'm not an airline captain or anything. And I am going to produce some children's books called The Adventures of Captain Ketch. I'm going to be illustrated a bit like Tintin and I, i'm looking forward to doing it
0: so you've got two publications already I so this will
1: be yeah this be like a third one and
0: i'll probably end up doing better with the, with the kids books than the other ones we'll, we'll <laughs> have to wait and see <laughs> i guess we'll wrap up it's so the first thing tell me something you're most proud of if you were to look back at everything to date so from day zero to day now you're 38 right and we excuse the sadly yeah yeah
1: 38 definitely (laughs) what are you most proud of do you know what i'm kind of most proud of i wouldn't have been able to do this without going away on these trips but when i cycled around the world and when i flew around the world even when i was really tired and couldn't be bothered I made the effort to go and speak to hundreds, if not thousands, collectively, of kids in different schools all the way around the world. And, you know, every now and then I still have kids message me saying, I remember when you came to talk. Oh, by the way, I've done this and I've done that and I still follow you. And I'm probably most proud of that, the fact that I made the effort to do those things because it felt right. I wanted to do it and I enjoyed it. I'm not saying that I inspire anyone, but you'll be amazed that when you think what you're doing isn't really making much of a difference and you don't really think anyone really follows you and you don't really know, just because someone is not telling you they like what you do or you've inspired them doesn't mean that you haven't. And you know what? I'm probably most proud of the work that I do with, with kids. A, I'm a big kid myself and B, I enjoy it. And I'm not one for blowing my own trumpet at all most things I do I'm not very good at to be honest but there's a few things that I do do that I am good at and I am very good at working with young people very good and I hope that doesn't sound arrogant because most things
0: I'm not good at but I like doing that and I'm proud of that I don't think you're arrogant um <laughs> certainly well I'm not really no I don't think <laughs> <I'm>, not really <laughs> I've seen the way you chat to kids and the way they interact with you and you know it it is genuine i think Uh, and i think you are a genuine person so yeah anyway i'll I'll be nice to you for now yeah be be nice you can can, yeah i'll get i'll slip you that 10 pounds in a little (laughs)
1: transfer it yeah okay
0: favorite song or piece of music do you know what
1: right i'm not really a music person but when i rode the atlantic i listened to the verve a lot and uh, they're pretty cool I wouldn't even know if they're still around now I'm not a music person at all I listen typically to the radio quite a lot like Capital FM when I travel around the world I have an app on my phone so I just listen to, to Capital because it makes me feel a bit more connected to home and listen and watch podcasts and things things that I'm interested in so I don't really know if I have a favourite song but I did listen to The Verve when I was in the Atlantic I mean my, my favourite song changes every week I'll be like oh I heard that on the radio that's pretty cool it's not a big thing for me person you admire do you want to know something a person i admire right there's lots of people i admire but actually i admire, admire my parents the reason why i do and i say this to kids most people overlook the people closest to them and when i was young i had no idea that they actually went out quite hard and worked to, to earn money to, to put food on the table and give me clothes and i was a right dipstick when i was young my parents must have gone through some quite frustrating times wondering what to do and how to treat me i got fired from jobs left right and center when i was younger i was always a nice person i've always been kind to other people but i was lazy and they were probably really worried at points and um it's very easy to look at people on tv or on the internet and think wow i want to be like them but it, it all goes back to what you see on TV and what you see on YouTube is not necessarily real. People that I admire and other people closest to me, and I admire my parents because they've always loved me, they've always been supportive. You know, when I've done stupid things, they've always forgiven me, I suppose, and they've always supported me. I believe that they've instilled or tried to instilled the right ethics, morals, and um, they've tried to teach me the difference between the right and wrong way to behave. Uh, so I'm kind of very grateful for them, actually. So I'm not really into celebrities, you know. No I'm, oh, yeah, so it's some movie star. I couldn't give a monkeys about stuff like that
0: is it true that your mum threw uh was it a bucket of water or something over you to get you out of bed one morning that is
1: 100 percent true <laughs> i was doing some rubbish job i was like 18 or 19 couldn't remember what i was doing in terms of a job i don't know what it was and i just didn't want to go i was like yeah i'm not going i'm just gonna lie in bed and my mum came in and threw a bucket of water over me do you know what i just lay there i just i didn't even get up i actually think I didn't realise this at the time I'm obviously a bit more mature now but I think when I was 18, 19 when I was young I think I had a little bit of depression and as you're making that transition from a teenager and stuff your hormones and your mind is all over the place quite often when you're, you're young I would just think that I can't be bothered to do that. And I would just lie in bed all day, do nothing. Once I got fired from a job and my boss came into my room. He banged on the door. My mum said, he's in, he, he's in bed, he won't get up. And my boss came into my room and said, what are you doing? Get up out of bed. And I didn't. I just lay there. It was absolutely pathetic for an 18, 19-year-old. But uh, everyone matures at different rates. And uh, if you would have said to me back then, ah, don't worry about it, James. In another 20 years, you'll be the only person on the planet that's done this, this, and this. You'll travel around the world giving lectures to thousands of people. You'll have written two books. You'll you'll be in a relatively okay place, and you'll have nothing to worry about. I would have said no way. That's that's, that's never going to be me. But yeah, bizarrely, it is so that's life life's crazy right you don't know life is crazy so yeah they're going back to that that's true (laughs) favorite food i love food i'm a sucker for a really nice steak medium rare but more to more to rare a little bit juicy with some garlic butter i like salads so nice salads i love seafood so let, we'll throw some nice prawns in a little bit of lobster but the lobster will be steamed not uh, grilled it's a bit more juicy uh, i love chocolate ice cream that, that that's what i would have favorite place i have a couple if that's okay Mm-hmm. And I'm going back there in August. Nepal is, is utterly amazing because I have great memories. Cool. It's it's This is a cool place. There's something about Nepal that I love. So I'm actually going back there in August. I'm taking some people up to every space camp. It's, um, it's kind of like a little job for me. and just making sure they're okay and sort of guiding. You know, we'll have our own guide anyway. You have to, to, to go into the national park. But I'm organizing it all and I'm going with them. My other place is America. America's a cool place. It's interesting. It's like five different countries in one, really. Because it's so different depending on where you are, and when I flew around the world, I landed in every single mainland state. So there's 49 mainland states. The 50th state is Hawaii. I wasn't able to fly there, and it was just amazing. Lots of great memories. Met loads of cool people. I've cycled across America twice. I've seen more of America than most Americans have. That's something I like about it. It's a bit different. You know, don't forget, you know, I've, I've lived here for, yeah, 38 years. Um, and so <laughs> going somewhere else is interesting. And this will always be my home, but I might end up making a bit of a move for a period of time mm-hmm. over to America. Just to say, when I'm older, just to say, I lived in America. Even if it's for a year or six months, I I think I'm going to be doing that fairly soon. Do you know whereabouts? Have you got any particular state? I've got know? a couple of. The places, California is, is really mm. quite amazing. The San Diego area, also just north of LA, uh, Santa Barbara, all around that area is, is, is quite nice. But I also quite like Florida as well, um, or, uh, just north of Miami, all around the Fort Lauderdale area. I quite like it around there. And I also like New York. But again, I've got really good friends in Phoenix, in Arizona, and there's, America's just a, such a great place. The truth is I'd probably do a little bit of everywhere. But then if you do a little bit of everywhere, you only – gonna go so far at each place because it takes time to settle meet people make things happen but i think i'd probably base myself out of around the the southern california area for a while basically getting an internal flight to the other side of america they're like buses is quite cheap so you could just jump on a plane and for a few hundred dollars of flight to the other side of the country and back so it's quite easy to get around
0: okay so finally mm-hmm. book film or video game, or
1: indeed all three. Favourite book, it should be compulsory for everyone to read this. Actually, there's two favourite books. I should endorse my own, shouldn't I? But uh, anyway, two favourite books, Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. It's got nothing to do with being rich. It's all about mindset, attitude, and a lot of the stuff that we spoke about. Napoleon Hill is like the godfather of, of self-help. It's, it's brilliant. Um, and there's another book by a chap called James Clear called Atomic Habits. That's well worth a read. Very, very good. So that's the books. Film. Oh, I like cheesy films. I'm a sucker for Top Gun. It's a pretty good film, isn't it? Worrying about this new one, I just hope that they haven't ruined something amazing. Because quite often or not, when there's something amazing and you try and uh, follow that on with something else, it doesn't always end up that way. But I'm just, Tom Cruise is pretty amazing, so it'll be good. I I like anything with Denzel Washington in. He is one hell of an actor. Right, so there's book, there's film. What else? video game do you play video oh, games oh my goodness I've got no time to play video games <laughs> nothing against them though I know a lot of young people do but I don't waste any time playing video games
0: well look thank you so much for your time James we are talking
1: for an hour and we've not even scratched oh, the no. surface of what we could talk about I mean there's many stories that you've heard before but probably your listeners haven't that we could we can share so yeah we'll certainly do something again when I get back Time is one of the most valuable things we have, and that's one thing I've noticed. All the successful people I've met over the years, they massively value their time, massively. And it's a pleasure to give you some of my time, and I can't wait to give you some more time when I get back. I'll say, Mark, can I come back on? No, no, I'm, I'm too busy. I'm I'm, I'm in I'm Hollywood. I've, I've got so-and-so coming on and you know just talk to my pa there
0: will always be time for you james (laughs) (laughs) thank you for taking the time to listen to the podcast until next time remember help people feel valued listen don't just hear